Welcome. If you're looking to unlock the secrets of the mind, to live a life that's free of care and anxiety, and to be the happiest you that you can be, then you're in the right place. This is Growing the Good, the Mindful Podcast. Hello and welcome to Growing the Good, the Mindful Podcast with me, your host, Neil West. I'm joined today by my good friend and co-host, Hayley Kearns. Hi Hayley, how are you today? As always, I'm very well, thank you, Neil. And yourself? I'm very good, thank you. We've just finished one of our youth mindfulness sessions um, and we've gone straight into this. And it's a bit wet and rainy in Wigan today and you can probably hear it's a busy day outside of the centre. So we're... uh, we're just hoping that you'll enjoy being with us in spite of the rain and in spite of the noise from outside. <laughs> um, so, Hayley, you've got a bit of a clue um, what yes. we're doing today because I did invite you to take the VIA um, Character Strengths test. And if you've not had the chance to do so, you can find the link on our Facebook page. Or um, if you just do a, a search in a, a well known search engine on Tinternet, um, for a VIA character strengths quiz or character strengths test, it should take you to the site where you can do this for free um, and you'll get a list of your character strengths in order of um, strength. <laughs> that's, the, that's the word. Yeah, how prevalent they are in you, I suppose, yeah. isn't it? Okay, but that's not where the story begins. Um, because if you listen to the programme regularly, we invite you each week to be the happiest you that you can be. Um, you've heard that every time, haven't you? Uh, so, what? Then this discussion in mindfulness, what is happiness? So, um, I don't know, Hayley, what do you understand happiness to be? Um, that's an interesting question. Um, it's one that we, we debate often, isn't yes. it? But it's about a being, ha- what, being like content, I would imagine, with yourself. Yeah, just general contentment with your life and the way things are going. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone's always striving for happiness, aren't they, I suppose? So it's something, that, something intangible that we're always looking for but perhaps can yeah. never quite put our hand on. Yeah. Is it a feeling? Is it a thing? It's a f- I, what I would say is that, uh, like, like an inner, inner peace and inner, inner a contentment, peace. I contentment think. Contentment and yeah. peace. Okay. Um, well, we're inspired today by the work of Martin Seligman, who is a pioneer of positive psychology. Um, and his first book was called Authentic Happiness. Uh, and the reason it's called Authentic Happiness is because he wanted to call it positive psychology. And his publisher said, Martin, if you call it positive psychology, you will sell no books. <laughs> so he changed the name to Authentic Happiness that he didn't like, but it went on to be an international bestseller and a big hit. So the, the, uh, the moral, I suppose, is listen to your publisher. They know what they're doing. Oh, exactly. um, but the, the, and I was using this book a lot for a while. There's kind of three qualities Authentic Happiness um, suggests lead to um, what happiness is and one of them is is the feeling of happiness so you have that kind of emotion of feeling happy the other is the sense of flow you know where you're in time with the music when children are playing a game and they're completely lost in the activity or a musician or an athlete you know that time you, you were at a party and time just seemed to stand still so that kind of sensation of time standing still like as a put i always remember when i got married somebody said to me at the beginning Make sure during the day you every now and again you just stop 
and you just take it in because it goes by in a flash and I thought mm. that's very good advice so I now pass that on to anybody I know Yes, most of you wedding. What about the rest of the wedding, the marriage then? <laughs> well, that's a whole other episode, <laughs> Neil, I think. <laughs> that's, that's gone past the blink of an eye. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so there's that. And then the third uh, element of, of, of authentic happiness is the sense that you are doing something worthwhile, something with purpose. Okay. Yeah. So they were initially the three conditions that uh, Martin Seligman felt were necessary for authentic happiness. Um, he went on to review that though, um, because it, 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 understanding that there was perhaps more to it than that. So in his new book, Flourish, which is also very good, <laughs> he expands that into this permanent model of well-being. So when people talk about well-being, well-being is quite a specific thing. It's not this vague idea of something. Um, and when I do training and people ask me to talk about well-being, this is the context. So it's expanding on that, that model of, of, of the three conditions. So PERMA, the P stands for positive emotion. So you still have that, that feeling, the pleasant life, uh, feeling pleasure, rapture, warmth. Um, it occurs in the present moment. You, you can only feel happy now. You can't feel happy later or before. You feel happiness now in this moment. Um, Aristotle said the uh, all of human action is to achieve happiness so that's the purpose of being human to achieve happiness and Freud said it's to avoid anxiety um, we might talk more about the Buddhist wheel of life at some point but that's kind of the same sort of thing it's a balance between um, you know to achieve happiness and to avoid anxiety is, is, is where we like to be um, and it's where happiness is a choice you know we talk about this don't we? happiness is a choice I choose to be happy um, you agree with that? I do. I, I'm, yeah, I almost did my little Axon Jackson. Jackson Jackson dance then. <laughs> Go on, give us the Axon Jackson a, dance. It won't appreciate it on the podcast. <laughs> no, give me a giggle. Actually, no, I think that's another episode. That's another episode yeah. as well. Okay. <laughs> right. So the E of permit stands for engagement, and that is that sense of flow. So our thoughts and feelings are absent when we're completely in the now. It frees us from that storytelling mind. But interestingly, we can only recognise that in retrospect. So when it's happening, you don't notice. So when you have your wedding day, you didn't notice that you were happy and enjoying things. It's only later that you look back and think, gosh, that was a really good time. Mm. Yeah? So in a sense, the positive emotion of happiness is something we experience now in the present moment. But that consciousness, that awareness of having been in the moment is something that we can only recognise after the event. Um, the R is about positive relationships. So again, this connection with other people. We know from when we do um, the science of uh, the science of kindness yes, that, that that connection we need with other people produces all the kind of chemicals within ourselves and mm -hmm. our brains that, that lead, make us feel happy when we're with other people. And when we're happy, we want to share that with other people. Um, so the R is for positive relationships with other people. So if you think about the last time you the last time you left Haley, I know about because you told me about it. <laughs> was when you were with other people, wasn't it? It definitely was, yes. We're perhaps we'll tell you the story later of why Hayley was laughing with other people. Um, <laughs> but not now. No. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, relationships, other people, um, that, that connection with other people in a positive way. The last time you laughed or felt joy or felt your life had meaning or purpose or that you were proud of something that you accomplished, these all take place around other people. It's difficult to feel mm. proud of an accomplishment on your own, isn't it? Yeah, if you've nobody to share it with. You want to share. Or something good happens, you want to speak to those that are closest to you, don't you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. Um, and then we talked about transcendence, this idea of having meaning and purpose beyond ourselves. 
So we belong to something that we believe is bigger than ourselves. So that's the M of PERMA meaning. And this can change over time. Uh, when I was doing the training the other week, and I said, you know, as a, as, a, as a young person, I was a very loyal and dedicated member of the Dennis the Menace and Nasher Fan Club. I had the badge, carried the card, everything. You know, I'm less committed now. <laughs> but at the time, you know, I was yeah. fully a menace. Um, similarly, when I was a member of the Stanford Collecting Club and got my copies of the Stanford News and things, you know, mm. so you become very engaged with the groups, organisations that you feel comfortable with. Yeah. So that's the M, that's the meaning. And the final one is A, and that's a sense of accomplishment, the achieving life. Um, it could be achieving mastery in something. Uh, and, and we all like to feel that we are experts in our field, don't we? Mm -hmm. um, Nietzsche argued that happiness is not found by default, but it is achieved as a result of hard work, that we have unsatisfied desires and we work to satisfy them. And when we do, when we achieve something, we experience pleasant feelings of desire satisfaction as a byproduct of reaching that goal. Um, might not be conventionally something that you would see as pleasant, though if you look at how many people dedicate their lives to something that in some respects causes them a great sadness. Mm -hmm. You know, most great artists suffer enormously, but they are compelled to achieve mastery of the thing that they yeah. pursue. Um, you know, Van Gogh and people were, were not characteristically happy by any, any sense of, of, of measuring that, other than they were driven to achieve something at any cost, really, and the satisfaction they derived from achieving it made it worthwhile. Okay. So that's PERMA, they're the five pillars of well-being. Um, as described by Martin Seligman in his book Flourish, which was actually written in cooperation with the American Army because it was about how can we support post-traumatic stress-suffering armed forces oh, people right. when they left the army and had, had experienced these great traumas. How can you then support them in um, achieving a happy and flourishing life afterwards? Uh, and that was his model. But the, the model, the PERMA model, is built on character strengths and we know that um, from our previous program these character strengths derive from what we call virtues you know the virtuous life that we have to live if we want to have that that inner godlike living our best life the eudaimonic life um, the virtues were devised originally by aristotle um, and they i might need to pause there for a moment So the virtues are wisdom, courage, humanity, justice, temperance and transcendence and beneath those virtues are 24 character strengths. So for example within the virtue of wisdom you've got the character strengths of creativity, curiosity, judgment, love of learning and perspective. Now if you remember at the beginning I invited you to take part in the VIA or VIA character strength quiz mm -hmm. and I'm interested to know what were your top five character strengths. Well yes yeah, so, so my number one was love mm -hmm. uh, and then I had gratitude and hope and then teamwork and kindness they were my top okay. five. So we call these your signature strengths so okay. these are the strengths that you possibly would consider that you go to most in a, in a situation because mm -hmm. the character strengths of how you respond to a challenge perhaps um, and there are no good or bad character strengths they are by definition all strengths and this is why it's positive psychology and the idea is that you improve your situation by applying your character strengths to a challenge 
And if you understand what your character strengths are and how to use them wisely, then you can have a more successful and productive experience. So for example, if we look at love, I sorted your little card out earlier. Mm -hmm. um, so love, you have the ability to love and be loved. You value deep relationships meaningfully with others. Reciprocity, one of those words, reciprocity is important to you. Sharing and caring, you like to be close to other people, to be connected. So does that sound like you? Yeah, I think so. I'm mm -hmm. a people person, I suppose. Were you surprised that some of your character strengths weren't higher up on the list? Um, yeah, what was, um, let me have a look at the list of us. I, I, I thought that, you know, the ones to do with liking learning and being curious uh, maybe weren't higher up. Because higher I, up yeah, because yeah, I feel that like obviously we were always striving to do the next thing and mm -hmm. find out more about mindfulness and well-being aren't we so yeah i think that they were the ones that i i kind of thought hmm. but it sometimes happens that people look at their character strengths when they get them back in their profile and they think that that i'm a bit disappointed maybe i'd hope that mm. different things would be higher up but we have to remember that like our emotions we have all of these character strengths and we apply them at different times in different situations. Mm. Um, and equally, you can kind of train yourself, like we can train ourselves to be more emotionally resilient. You can develop the character strengths that you want to by using them and, and deliberately paying attention to them. So you can lift particular yeah. character strengths up. Interestingly, we found that we both have quite different uh, signature strengths. So just remind me, Hayley, what were your top five signature strengths? They were love, gratitude, hope, teamwork and kindness. Mm, which were quite different to mine because my top strength is humour and then creativity, curiosity, appreciation of beauty and excellence and fairness. So humour, you are joyous and you love laughing and joking. You can make people laugh and you show people the bright side of life. You make jokes without hurting or ridiculing other people. You have a light-hearted take on life. So interesting to see, even though we work closely together and, yeah. and have a similar outlook on things, our um, character strengths, our key strengths are actually quite, quite different. different. Our yeah, which strengths. is um, surprising, um, really. So, and interesting that perhaps they, you know, that that doesn't doesn't surprise me so much. But if you said, what do you think your key uh, signature strength is? I wouldn't necessarily have chosen humour, no. but that's what would you have chosen? Do you think that's a good question. Mm -hmm. um, I would have thought kindness would be in there, and it isn't. Yeah, kindness well, comes it's, later. it's your number later. seven. It's so number it's seven, so it is still yeah, kind of in the top. High, yeah. yeah, some people consider your top seven to be your signature strength, so it is mm. in there. Um, but maybe that's why we work so well together, maybe, because we, you know, we've got a, a, a range of those mm. top. It's interesting, isn't it? And is it is it if I then did this character strength profile at another time, it could be different it according to how you're feeling and yeah. what situation you've just been in, perhaps. that Because that's the next question, really, is if you think about your, so your top character strength is love. Mm -hmm. Do you or could you think of uh, a situation recently where you've used that character strength? I, I, I suppose all the time, isn't it? Your connection mm. with people and I suppose when you are you know, sympathetic to people and you listen, listen to them all the time. Yeah. Patience with people, maybe. Patience, sure. Yeah. Noted for your patience. Only, <laughs> uh, well, I, I know I've the, twice this week I've been to meetings with people I've not known in situations I'm perhaps not confident with, 
and have used humour to kind of break the ice because you have the choice, don't you? You either go into a room with people you don't know and you sit on your hands and you don't open your mouth mm-hmm. or you go in and, you know, make people, hopefully, at their ease. That, that was the intention, to kind of, to, to, to understand humour can be used kindly to break the ice and put people at their ease just as it can be used perhaps unkindly yeah. to uh, cause suffering. So I, I was kind of conscious that I was trying to be, you know, use my sense of humour in a way that would make people feel comfortable with my presence even though they didn't know me from a bar of soup. Uh, And it it did seem to work, it seemed to put people at their ease and then people open up and they talk and they share and they they accept you then into the group, aren't they? Um, Did we talk last time about the the golden mean, the balancing of these character strengths? I'm not sure if we did. So this was Aristotle's idea that, okay, humour is your character strength, your signature strength, but what you want to do is, if you imagine on a dial, you want to be in the middle, you want to balance your humour, because if if you are deficient or you have it in excess, then they cause problems. It's only when you're in the middle and have balance yeah, that you that can be sense. eudaimonic, you can lead your best life. So the danger with humour, for example, is if you are deficient in humour, then you're stiff, overly serious. You don't have any sense of perspective. You know, we all know those people who have no, they have no sense of humour, yeah. we say. And that's, that's kind of a difficulty, yeah. isn't it? Um, but on the other hand, and perhaps I strain to this sometimes, you don't take anything seriously. You make fun of people, you can be brash. Mm. Uh, and I'm, I'm aware occasionally that I can straight to sarcasm. <laughs> there we go. And people perhaps don't feel as comfortable with that. It's not a kind way of treating people, is it? Um, and similarly with love. So people who are deficient in love are emotionally isolated, closed. They don't mm. disclose themselves. But if you are excessively um, gifted, <laughs> if, you know, if, you have, if you have this excess of love, then you can open yourself up very quickly, even when it's not appropriate. Ooh, I know something like that. I know yeah, yeah. Um, so people who share too much are sharing too much and that actually can make people feel quite uncomfortable it can, also, can't that's it, also you know? so you can see how this works yeah, and that yeah, having an understanding so. of not just your key strengths but also an appreciation of how to use those strengths in a balanced way is really very helpful hmm. um, is there do you think a character strength in someone that you admire who's a person that you admire Ooh, that is a good question this is why I have to prepare me with these things in advance. Okay. Um, well, I know this. I'm putting you on the spot slightly. Like, you uh, are. You are. Well, very much so. <laughs> yeah, you are. Um, Mike, do you want me to go first? Yes, you go first. I will, okay. I think. So I was thinking about, I mean, there's lots of people that I admire, but someone like Barack Obama. Okay who came to, to kind of um, office on a message of hope. Um, and hope is quite an important character strength, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So I think that's perhaps something that I would be keen to develop in my own uh, kind of list of character strengths, would be to be more hopeful, perhaps. Um, it's mm-hmm. a transcendent, one of the transcendent uh, virtues. I think you've got it. There you go. That's why I can't uh, find yeah. it. Hayley's got it. So it's actually... Uh, 
third character yeah. strength. So the strength I admire in, in Barack Obama that mm. I like to develop in myself, you're optimistic and future orientated. You expect the best and make an effort to make it come true. You believe the future will be bright, especially when you set your mind to it. Now that's what I would think I am like, but it didn't come it through as one, one of my of strengths. Things, yeah. um, I suppose if you, if you look at it right, you know, when you said that, I kind of looked at the character strengths and the one that when I was answering it, I thought, I not really like that was that kind of um, the courage to be kind of honest so there were the questions about being honest mm. in public even if your opinion was not of the popular one and I like to think I do a little a little bit of that but somebody like yeah. I suppose somebody who's come under a lot of criticism for doing that is uh, Greta Thunberg isn't it yeah, we talk about with the children. Being honest, even though people may not necessarily yeah. like what you have to yeah, say. Yeah, and she's come up against a lot of um, adults actually being quite. Um, well, that in excess, or so honesty in excess, you're always honest without consideration for other people's feelings. Mm -hmm. You can come across as rude, you can become overly righteous. Yeah, so, so there's that danger, that, yeah. isn't it, if you are brutally honest with people? then that's not always appreciated and it's not always helpful. No. Um, whereas honesty in balance, you're honest, authentic and act with integrity. You tell the truth and present yourself as who you are. You take responsibility for your own actions and feelings and you are open about it. You're not pretending to be something that you are not. Mm. Yeah, okay. so that's quite a... So the, the other kind of riding message of all this um, is that if you understand your character strengths better, then the ideal situation is where you apply multiple strengths because it's it's unusual that you would just use one character strength yes. in this situation. So when you were talking about your using humour, then really that to me is a it's almost an act of kindness because what you're doing is you're not making yourself feel better necessarily in that situation. You're trying to put other people at ease, mm. aren't you? Which it could be a social yeah. social intelligence could yeah, come under that yeah. as well. Couldn't it's that, that awareness that you know that people. Yeah, maybe yeah. feeling uncomfortable. Or hmm. Yeah, you kind of look at the room and think, how could I make this a good situation yeah, for everybody, just not just for me? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they kind of they do interlink, yeah. don't they? So that's your challenge to to become more aware of your character strengths, and then perhaps to think about how you could develop the strengths that you think will be helpful to you, and to combine them into a sort of multiple strengths approach. And in theory, according to Martin Seligman and, and the uh, pur 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 purveyors of positive psychology, this is how you can achieve authentic happiness. happiness. Mm -hmm. That's very interesting. There Thank you, you Neil. Um, but how do people tell us? How can we find out? Well, how if, can we hear yeah, from you? If you would like to get in touch with us, we'd love to hear about your thoughts on the character strengths. Um, if you do take the, the VIA character strengths test and you are surprised or there's anything about them about your first five that you would like to share with us you can um contact us on facebook we are one together cic oh, awesome. or you can go to our website which is one together cic.co.uk or you yeah. can i went there the other day it's very good <laughs> <laughs> or you can email us at one together cic at gmail.com and that's, it. that's okay. it. But for now, this is Growing the Good, the Mindful Podcast, and we'll see you next time. Next time. This is Growing the Good, the Mindful Podcast.